0: Americans suck at <laughs> soccer So What are your thoughts on it? Uh, hey guys It's the DB Brothers Podcast Presented by the Brotherly Game I'm AJ Here with uh, Me It's me, Luke It's me, Luke um, It's August 12th This is episode number 29 We're coming to you after the Union beat Houston <laughs> hear my microphone sorry um (laughs) so uh jersey number 29 let's get into that has been worn by four guys in the union history the first guy no the most recent guy was backup goalkeeper jake mcguire he's playing for team in the third tier of sweden gefle fc um so i think ESPN plus has that (laughs) It's possible. It's they, possible. Have, they have everything. Um, before before him, it was a guy that we liked a lot, Jimmy McLaughlin, who currently plays for FC Cincinnati. Um, I think uh, he's hurt right now, right? Maybe. I played against him in high school. Nice. Yeah. How'd that go? No, oh, he, let's see. He scored
1: two goals. He got subbed off. I got subbed on for the garbage minutes. And,
0: uh, yeah, they won like 3-1. Mm-hmm. Cool. So. Cool. He played great. <laughs> <laughs> James McLaughlin. Um, the another guy who's worn it is Antoine Popano. He had a fun little stint with the Union for like he was yeah. like yeah. really hot for like a month. Yeah, came on, on a sub it was, like super sub. He was yeah. the original senior in a way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> less skill, but just like really fast. Just like just the
1: sub that like came on and everyone got excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, he scored like I don't know, I think he only scored like two goals in that stint though. But it was just fun. He was really fast.
0: He was really fast. Right and now that- he's playing for Louisville City. Nice. Um, I guess under. Hackworth, Hackworth, yeah. yeah, that's cool. And then before him, the original number twenty nine was worn by none other than Raymond Gaddis, yeah, who currently is wearing twenty eight. Yeah, and so we're, we're we gonna d-
1: call this not the Ray Gaddis episode because that'd be confusing. Because back you're to back,
0: yeah. You you listened to the Gaddis last week and you'd be thinking, I don't want to listen to it again. So we're gonna call this one. I think we're gonna go with Jimmy McLaughlin. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good one. Yeah, most recent field player. I don't know. Jake McGuire hasn't really. He didn't really do anything for me, so. Um, Jimmy Mac, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, want
1: to talk about the uh, Houston game? Not really. Okay. Podcast over. Thanks,
0: guys. See you tomorrow. But wait. We will. <laughs> um, so, we won two-one. And we're... Uh, <laughs> Jeez. It, we don't really even have much time. It was kind of a crappy game. Yeah, it wasn't a great game. Um, you were there. I was there. I was uh, watching on TV. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, so,
1: yeah, we had the same starting lineup. Um, the only real surprise in that would be, I guess, well, I guess if you are surprised by Colin, I, I was. I expected Colin to get in there again. I think, uh, it, like, uh, Curran even mentioned him in, in the press conference midweek that, like, he's kind of leaning towards Colin. And then the other one was Craval. We didn't know if uh, Montero would be ready to go to get the start. And I guess they're still, uh, they're still being cautious with him. And uh, so he he stayed on the bench, and Craval wasn't started again. And um, everything else is the same. Uh, you really can't complain about that much after their performance last week. But um,
0: Apparently those guys didn't practice, though, this week. Like, the entire 11 apparently decided... We don't need to practice because they, they stunk it up. I mean, it was just kind of like. It was a really, really dysfunctional game. Yeah, they, they came out. I saw even a tweet about the warm-ups looking a little more loose and lackadaisical than huh. usual. And then uh, I think it was John Christoffi replied back like, well, that's not good. And. Astute. Too- <laughs> well, then, then, I, then I had that in my mind going into the game and. It was totally accurate it, with the way the game started. It yeah. kind of looked like a team that never really warmed up, never really got their heads right. They weren't passing well. Um, nothing was clean in the back. Open guys from a Houston team. Houston played midweek. Um, and one of their guys, Kyoto, picked up a red, so they are shorthanded a good player. Yeah, and they didn't even start Elise, lease. Mm-hmm. And they started a guy who they signed like five days ago, right. Christian Ramirez, who's a solid player, but, I mean, he's... Just just joined the team. Right. He probably flew from L.A. to Houston to where they play midweek? Uh, uh, New York. New York. And then probably rode a bus down to Philly. So yeah. he's had a busy and weekend. That's he, crazy. He so there was no excuse for us to not be all over this team. Right. We held solid possession, but it was all just left to right, left to right. Yeah, we in couldn't our get own, it to the final third. Yeah, kind of in our own half um, half field. Yeah, and credit to like Houston. like They did...
1: Uh, like like pressure back line a lot uh i know like they mentioned or current mentioned and um that like they put kind of like a front four on our on our back line that really disrupted their that like the passing out of the back and we had to go go for some like more risky passes that just weren't connecting and it, it just shifted like harris back it shifted like fabian back and kind of to the left that um it was kind of like just it yeah, it's kind of messed with our rhythm that we kind of we're clicking on, on, on all cylinders last week, and we just couldn't find that again this week with, uh, with this performance.
0: Yeah, we didn't really find anything. Um, luckily, luckily, we won, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> luckily, their goalie, was that, uh, Willis, Yeah, he, I knew he was bad, but he really proved how bad <laughs> he, he, yeah, he was. I, you were <laughs> saying it. Because he was the backup in D.C., I think. Oh, really? Um, to my D.C. friends who are listening, I'm pretty sure he was their backup, and they didn't like him at all. Yeah. Huh. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that goal was not just bad on him too. Like, it was a.
1: It started with a great run by Harris, to like charge into their – into the final third. Yeah, but and then Harris was running. Yeah, we. Could. Oh yeah, he. No, but he likes. He saw an opening and he and he went for it, and it was that was a, it was a great play. But, but then, then they, the, the defender like, kind of kicked it backwards. Kicked it backwards. He kicked it right to Casper, and like put him in a good position. And they gave like a little one two between him and and Harris, and then yeah, Casper just it at the keeper and the keeper couldn't stop it.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that was uh that was a weird goal but we, weird
1: and it, a gift. It, it counts and then uh had, had a great celebration with the uh oh captain my captain shirt, rep in Bedoya. I see it right now sitting yeah. right across from me. I, Luke Luke picked one up. Yeah, I was like one of the lucky few to or I don't know a few but they they sold out so I was I was able to grab one before that happened and uh felt good after seeing Casper hold it up too. It was, that
0: was a pretty fun moment for uh for union fans on TV. So from our viewpoint, we saw the goal. Casper runs over to the bench, picks up a shirt. We think it's blue, but we're only seeing the back of it. So I had no idea what oh. the shirt was and he's running around, running around. It wasn't until the very end when he's like about to give it back to the bench that huh. he finally found out what it was. So <laughs> it's kind of like weird from my perspective. Right. I, I didn't, I had no idea what it was. I, yeah. I think
1: I saw like early that like he, that's what he was holding, uh-huh. but like from my angle at this, um, in the stadium. But, uh, yeah, what? Well, I, I don't know. It was cool. Like I yeah, think it's I think cool. It's like great. I feel like little things like that make it feel like uh, I don't know, just make this this season feel, feel a little different. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of have these little things to get uh get fired up about. That not that aside
0: from just like the, the great play on the on on the field. Yeah, and there was a cool moment when he's holding the shirt up towards the sons of Ben. At this point, I didn't really know what it was, but Bedoya comes like running in and like jumps on him front like yeah. it was a really cool jump on him, really celebrating, hardcore. Uh, so that was a poor goal, but great celebration. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And that's a second uh, hold up a
1: shirt celebration by Casper. What was the first one? The Burke jersey. Oh yeah. So, and that that was also like that was probably even a cooler moment because I was like repping a guy who is is missing. But um, yeah, that was so that's a. I wonder if we're, we're going to see any
0: more of this. Yeah. Uh, we should send him a Doopy Brothers t-shirt. Oh, that, <laughs> that would that'd be, be hilarious. Right? <laughs> the whole stadium would be so confused. <laughs> What's be this mean? Oh, that's weird. Right. <laughs> hey. Okay. I saw their stickers somewhere. Cool. <laughs> all right, Casper. Um... Anyway, yeah, we'll s- send him a shirt. Uh, <laughs> all right, Casper, send us our uh, send us your address. Um, we still have some stickers left, and I, I know I have a couple what, orders that need done up. up a sticker. Like really <laughs> <hilarious. laughs> this little guy, he's holding up trash. I think he's got a piece of trash he found. Um, back to the game. So <laughs> we've got good passers on this team. Yeah, Harris, Jack. Uh, our midfield's all pretty solid, but it was just not coming off. It was just Jack in particular. Um, just a I, lot of wild clearances. Yeah, wild clearances. He had one where he just kind of like blasted it from the right to the left and went out for a throw-in. Yeah, a couple and of them like went straight up in the air. Yeah, yeah, it was really his wild swings. I, I was writing that in my phone. I was like, wow, Jack is not having a great game. And then he went and scored. Then it was called offside, so I was like, okay, I can keep that note. And they went and scored later on. So I, I honestly didn't think he had a great game from – our high expectations for him. Granted, he did save a goal. I think another defender could have saved that one too. I think there were two defenders. Going right. Back. Yeah, we kind of covered on that, but it was still like you know, well yeah. done to be there. Yeah, and then he got the goal, so I can't really knock him too hard. But just I we have high expectations for him and his passing. So for him to have an off night, it was pretty evident. Harris, he had one really good pass to Wooten. It was from his left side like usual just like a big long ball and I I didn't think the pass was on but he saw it and Wooten kind of did like a big slide trying to one touch it yeah and just missed it it was just that's one of those balls that's like as a fan
1: like I saw that that run I was like oh that'd be so cool if you could find that guy on the other side of the mm-hmm. field as as he's making that run. Because it's, like, it's an impossible ball. And, like, he makes it. I'm like, oh, my God. How, yeah. Like, how does this guy do these things? And how does he even see that in the first place? So to, was,
0: to see it and execute it? Yeah, it was, it was yeah, great. That was it, great. But then, yeah, it just, it just, it just was a mess. Yeah. Though, with the rest. The defending on their goal.
1: Yeah, that was rough. Because it was – I noticed um, – I was kind of trying to see how um, – Gaddis and Bedoya were playing because I remember last mm-hmm. week the it, it was like Bedoya was cheating back a lot to, to like kind of support Gaddis on the right side, and uh, it was kind of a similar game uh, uh, this week. It was it kind of felt like it was um, they were kind of man marking the right side So it, it felt like uh, a Gaddis had Rodriguez the, the forward and then Bedoya was was left to to mark uh, Beasley. So then, but on this play, it was uh, they kind of did an overlap. And then Beasley went free, and Gattis had to go back and cover, for, cover or, you know, get on Beasley. And it just, he was just late. He was slow to get to him. And then um, Ramirez was wide from the box. He found an open, uh, open spot that, that Elliott and, and Collin just, uh, just weren't ready ready
0: for. Yeah, I won't say he necessarily found an open spot. I would say the union gave him. That's fair. Uh, the, the back line dropped way too deep. They they had no depth. They they were just in a line. And when you're coaching, you want to teach the guys to have depth. You don't want to be all lined up because then you're essentially only covering one passing wing. You want to have depth so one guy's like, a little deeper than the other, so you're covering more ground rather than me being behind you so that if the ball's played at you, you get it, and I'm useless. Um, so no one was providing that depth or uh, stretching out to where Ramirez was. But he, he just jogged right by Harris. And it was yeah. like, I mean, I, I don't know if Harris was yelling to someone else. To I mean, it definitely isn't his man. The the, the the center striker isn't Harris's man. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, there was just in no, situation, yeah. no effort from him to even try to defend. And the goal went in, and Harris almost just looked like, well, whatever. Like, no, I I don't know. It was just Harris's defending, which is not a surprise. Um yeah. He was beat another time in the game. He was beat a couple times. He did have one defensive time when I was like, oh, Harris won the ball. That was cool. Um, but for number six, you'd expect me to not be excited yeah. about him <laughs> winning one ball. Right. But he did get beat once, and he, like, looked visually frustrated that the offensive player went around him so easily. <laughs> he was like, ah, oh, man. Like, he throws his hands up like he should have had it, even though we all know that's not your thing. <laughs> Um, but it was cute. No, that's no. <laughs> cute. By him <laughs> thinking, "Oh, I should have defended better." So maybe he's gonna practice that.
1: Maybe well, not. it's it's fine if he doesn't. We actually it seems like we're we know how to handle Harris's uh, deficiencies right yeah. now.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing okay.
1: And yeah, I mean, this game is. I mean, we, I, I, like I said, we still only get one goal and we won the game, but um, there were some flaws.
0: Yeah. One uh, battle that I really enjoyed watching from afar was Beasley versus Bedoya. Mm-hmm. I thought they had some good little scraps early on, and I thought it was kind of cool both being national team guys who probably were teammates several times throughout the years. Mm-hmm. They had some good scraps. Um, on the other side, it felt
1: like Wagner was pretty quiet. Um, yeah, I feel was. like maybe uh, Houston kind of was... Trying to attack the uh, the the other side, so he would, he had less to deal with. But um, him and, and Carval also
0: like uh, was a little less effective than than the D C game offensively. They kept Wagner kind of at bay. He right. didn't really get to beat anyone on the left side. He lost a couple dribbles on that side. So he it wasn't that he wasn't trying, but but yeah, he, he you're right. They didn't really let him do what we usually see, where he beats a guy, sends in a cross. Yeah, and and then going to the field to, to like this Fabian, I felt like he.
1: He didn't have a bad game, but we just couldn't get him the ball enough. Mm-hmm. I felt like he, when he got the ball, he was able to do certain things and combine, you know, he had a nice combination with Casper. Uh, he, like, did that little, little flick. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't remember exactly who it went to, but, like, created a, de- a decent chance. But, yeah, like, we just didn't get the ball into the final third and into our feet of the our attacking players. Like, we didn't get the ball to Wooten enough. We didn't get a lot of Schmuck. Schmuck got a decent amount of chances, but, you know, not enough to – say he had a great game or anything but it, it, it was like a whole team effort that like just wasn't there to get the ball or into dangerous positions and, and as a lot of it is credit, credit to houston they played a, a, dec- a really solid game they just we just got a little bit lucky but mm-hmm. also
0: executed on uh on that luck i guess yeah i will so speaking of fabian i will say i did notice he he's definitely getting in better shape uh-huh. I felt like he was running. It was kind of weird, but he was, like, running fast. And I haven't really – I felt like I haven't really seen him run that fast. I feel like it isn't always about shape. I feel it's, like, knowing your team
1: more and being knowing, like, where, where to run. And, and rather than just, like, wasting energy running around the field,
0: trying to just be effective, he, like, knows kind of where to go. Yeah, but I saw – so what I was thinking of, uh, he chased down an attacker. And so that was, like, just, like, sprint speed. And then also into the corner, he beat two Houston guys to a ball – and it was a really, really weird play where, like, I didn't exp- I was like, okay, Fabian's gonna, just going to try to put pressure. And then all of a sudden, kind of blew by these two guys. And I was like, holy crap. Like, okay, Fabian might be kind of fast. But yeah. I don't think he's very fast with the ball on his foot right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's where, I, like, the next step. Okay, he can fa- run fast right now, maybe. But
1: I mean, he's, I don't, think, I don't he's think
0: he's playing fast enough. Yeah. I think he's more of a shooter than a dribbler. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't think he needs but, to be,
1: like, super fast on the
0: ball. Okay, Yeah, I just need him to make quicker decisions, I think. I not think, think he's fair. quite uh, where he's capable of, but I've seen a lot of improvement. And he's definitely, I think, slowly becoming that uh, number 10 that we want him to be. Right. Um, a volume number 10, getting the ball more. But like you said, we, uh, we definitely didn't find him enough. Yeah, and, and it but felt like um, things did get a little better in the second
1: half, especially with the Montero sub and the uh, El Senio sub. We were able to like, you know, find the ball a little better and get into the attacking second uh, third a little better, but it, it felt like a little bit. It was uh, relying on Elsino El to mm-hmm. kind of do some magic, and he was relatively shut down. Uh, he had like one or two little cuts that, that that got something, got somewhere, but didn't really, you know, amount to much. Yeah, exactly. And Montero was
0: he was pretty active, got on yeah. the ball a lot, but again, not.
1: I feel like too he threatening. He, he's the kind of guy that I kind of maybe isn't the best sub. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he should be out there the full game, and, and, and that's where he's, you, he's shown to be more effective. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a sub, it's, it's maybe it's harder for him to find the game. But he, like you said, I didn't play bad. It's just like it's not the Montero that we, we've seen this whole season. Right. So right. hopefully next game we can see him start and actually be a, get back to that kind of player. So on the road,
0: do you think he should start, or should we still start with more of a defensive Creval? Um and say Montero so, for the next week. I don't start. think Montero
1: is like much less defensive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I feel like he's just a, a more well-rounded player than Carval. Oh, yeah. Like Carval, it, great. Like I've really not much bad things to say about him. I think he's just more of a defensive player and he kind of plays that role. And But I feel like Montero is defensive, but he also, he tries to be as influential as he can offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. And, um, I
0: I just, I think uh, we just need him out there. Yeah, we definitely need him out there. Yeah. Crevall does what he does defensively, but the other day passing, he was, I mean, it wasn't passing. He was just kicking the ball forward and it was not going towards union players. It was not great, but he is in good company because everyone was doing it. Yeah, that's, yeah, it goes all around. Uh, The good news is we played bad. And what I mean by that is we still won. Yeah. We we got our three points. We played like crap against a Western Conference team. Somehow the ball bounced off of Jack Elliott's face and found the crossbar. Then he headed it in for the game winner. Uh, so it's good to get three points despite playing like crap. Um, that's a sign of a good team. Yeah. Watching the game in the first half, I was thinking to myself, I felt bad for all the people who were there because it felt like a game that you were gonna see like heartbreaking. Oh I, yeah. Uh, I mean we were at one one and Albert Elite gets subbed in. Mm-hmm.
1: That's that felt like it was gonna really turn for the worst, uh real soon after
0: that. Yeah, I was just thinking, oh man, this is a game the union are definitely gonna lose. Yeah. Best case scenario, all the fans saw one one tie and that's And it was a nice night. And it was a nice night. It yeah. was
1: it was a perfect weather kind of
0: night. Nice. But, but uh yeah, we won and uh yeah, it's we, all really to say about that. We, we didn't really have much to analyze from that one. It was it wasn't right. a great performance. So. And so we're back in first place. I, I think it's cool that we're kind of battling with Atlanta, going yeah. back and forth. Every time we play a game, we flip flop with them. They play a game, they take first, we play a game, we take first back. It's granted that they have a game in hand, so um and goal differential. But we also play them at home in a few weeks, so Woo-hoo! that could that could affect that. Yeah, definitely. But it is cool to be battling with them. Yeah. Sitting atop the East, uh, top four. Yeah, we're we, some good company. We have us. eight games left and we're top of the East. That's, that's pretty wild. That's, that's pretty wild. <laughs> that's, like, I know we're still, like, fighting to
1: be seen as, like, a contender for the MLS Cup. And, like, everyone still rates Atlanta and NYC ahead of us. But, like, we're first place in the East. With coming down the stretch. Eight
0: games left. That's pretty wild. It's feels amazing yeah here are the games here are the teams that we're up in company with so it's us atlanta dc and nyc so that's like the elite in the in the east red bull would also be considered in that category right now they're sitting in fifth but typically we're in the next tier of eastern conference we're with with like columbus orlando new england montreal chicago yeah like we're
1: just trying to get into them but right now we're sitting yeah and i feel like we've had this conversation all the time at, but we're still incredulous that this is still existing yeah. in union land yeah. like we're we're still doing it and i know
0: we should have started this podcast years ago
1: yeah, man it's that's what it is
0: that's what it is i i talked to jim he texted me and he said thanks for having a podcast and making us in first place <laughs> and uh-huh. i didn't reply i was busy <laughs> so ghosted <laughs> ghosted <laughs> Union best, Union worst. Do you got your guys? Who do you think was? Um, who do you think was the best on the night? Do you have anyone? Did you think about it? I have it. You you go first. Okay. So my Union best on the night. Um, I'm gonna go with Casper. Okay. I think I think he was pretty effective. Um, Put himself in some chances to get some shots off, and of course had the goal. Granted, not his best finish, but uh, that was the way the night went. Nice. So who was your best? So Casper uh, was who
1: I was thinking. Um, I'm going to go Colin. Okay. I know the, the goal I give up, uh, you know, he was at fault as, uh, along with a couple others. But um, mm. I just think he's been playing really solid. Uh, I think he's a strong presence in the back and a steady presence in the back. And I was telling my dad this before the game. I think he's the exact kind of center back that Austin Trusty is going to become like mm-hmm. they have a very similar playing style. Mm-hmm. very strong uh, not the best passes but you know doable but uh just a strong presence and really able to body up with the uh, with any striker or any yeah any striker and I think he just is you know obviously he's a he's a veteran he's a, just a little more stable a little more reliable but I think he's like just this a ver- the like the, the, the just that, that same kind of a uh, center back that that Trusty is and and will become but I, yeah but I just think he um, still had a, a pretty decent performance
0: and, and held strong in the back. All I heard was Austin Trusty's going to go bald. <laughs> okay. Interesting analysis. That's all, from I got. that's all I got from that. <laughs> all right. As soon as he said it, I was like, oh, I wonder what he looks like bald. <laughs> um, that's cool. Okay. That's, I didn't, I didn't think about that one. Uh, union worst. You, do you have a union worst sure. you want to give? Sure. You go first this time. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Vooten.
1: Okay. Um, i i feel like i like we've said like it, it was tough getting to the final third mm-hmm. but um he's just a little a little too quiet like i feel like um a, a top quality striker still is able to find a sliver of a chance mm-hmm. and, and and turn it into a, a a better chance
0: a la joseph martinez or sure. something yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: and and he just and he i'm still like not worried about him i, I think he's gonna be a fine striker right. i just think he had a kind of a quiet night and um uh, that just comes in something I saw
0: yeah it definitely takes time for players to adjust to MLS sure. as we've seen yeah and he's definitely a guy who's got quality I'm not yeah like you said I'm not worried about him either right yeah but, but I, I think he could be better than what he saw what yeah. he was so that's why I said that yeah um, my union worst on the day is going to be Graval I mean, first, <laughs> first guy subbed out I didn't think he really he played fine defensively but I think he just put us in a lot of bad spots didn't really help us Uh, do any shuttling as a role would be. I thought he just gave up the ball too much, and I didn't really think he gave us much. So, fair. Cool. All right. So, Uh, the union best, best, though. Best of the best of the night. So, this is to you. B?
1: Sure. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what you're referring to. Uh, Yeah, so one of the coolest things... I've ever experienced in, in talent or stadium happened this, this past weekend. And I'm sure everyone is already aware of what we're going to talk about. It, it was that dollar dog night. It happened. It was it delicious. It was amazing. No, Wait, uh, <laughs> hey, Frank Furter, you
0: listening? <laughs>
1: <laughs> forgot about that guy. Um, <laughs> sorry. guy go yeah, He's going to be on next week. <laughs> um, no, uh, the, the keystone outro started uh, kind of a call and response chant that spread throughout the whole stadium. And it was, just the coolest moment ever. And it was during like uh, an injury kind of stoppage. And that's when kind of when it kind of started building up and it was really, really cool. It was just really simple song. Everyone started clapping along and like, it just like gradually spread like each, uh, like kind of set it like went on for further, further down the, the, the stadium. And it was just like the coolest moment. And it made me just feel, feel amazing to be a union fan. And I credit to both them, the Keystone Otters and the Sons of Ben for, for getting that going and, and just being a great uh great supporters group that are that are working together to get this stadium uh stadium going.
0: Yeah, so from the T V, it was very clear that there was a call and response chant going on. Uh-huh. It was awesome. Uh you could definitely tell that it was beyond the river ended ex- that you could tell that it had expanded beyond just the usual supporter groups. That was pretty cool. And definitely props to the Ultras, obviously, the Keystone Ultras who started it. But also some credit to the Sons of Ben who are open to accepting these chants and, like, not... I mean, they're a bigger group. They could s- squash stuff, but they they accepted it. And honestly, I saw a lot of guys giving the Keystone Ultras all the credit. Sure. Sons of Ben were, were very open and saying that was all the Ultras. Give them all the credit.
1: Yeah, but, um, I mean, it,
0: it turned into, like, a, a much bigger thing. And right. that's really, and that like, really like the, cool. the most
1: incredible part about it. It was It was really, really fun for everyone in the whole stadium to to get into. And I hope, and and I feel like it will keep going into the next home games that they'll, they'll keep doing this and try to get it, uh, keep it going. But it it was just, it was such a cool thing and it was, it felt so like organic too. That's Mm -hmm. what made it feel really cool. Like there's, there's also the, they did the cannon thing, this, this game. Oh yeah. And didn't love it. (laughs) Didn't love it. Uh, First of all, because unlike this this chant it was not organic it was placed in by not the sons of Ben or the quesonotros mm-hmm. uh and they shot sh- shot off a cannon when the you know union scored at the end of the game and it just like scared people it well <laughs> yeah, uh, not yeah. the, not that it's timing to have a, a loud bang like that that like, like brought into a, a a game atmosphere Big crowded, yeah big crowd yeah i mean Especially after like they did had a moment of silence for the 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 shootings that have happened like it, it just didn't feel like the right kind of si- time to do that but like some people liked it some people didn't I I I didn't I think I just mainly because it also like it wasn't that kind of organic mm-hmm. came from the the fans kind of thing and mm-hmm. I feel like that's how those are the kind of things that actually catch on so I I don't know if this is that's one of them but the the the, the chant was amazing I I, I felt so cool to to just hear it and and be part of it. It was was awesome.
0: Yeah, so props to everyone who chanted along and everything. I was telling you that my high school German teacher put up on Facebook that they went to the game, first time ever going to a pro soccer game, and they loved it. And I imagine that was a huge takeaway from the game was that chant and that whole experience. Um, I saw someone else on Twitter, just a random person saying, first time ever at a union game, and that they were blown away by the atmosphere. So it was really cool. Props to the Ultras and all the Sons of Ben and just everyone working together, getting the whole crowd and making it an experience for people who are not uh, lifetime long or lifelong union fans. You yeah. guys And ladies and gentlemen who are there for the first time. And that's the way you're going to get people to keep coming out. And that's the way you're going to grow the fan base, of course. And yeah. And this is the second game in a row
1: where we had a win. But probably the biggest takeaway was something that came kind of off the field. Right. Like yeah. last last. Last week we had an incredible win, but an even more incredible message that Ali Bedoya uh, sent, and then this this week we had a a, a fine win, but an awesome awesome uh, moment response. that the that the fans yeah. created, and it was just a, I don't know, like it, it, we just keep this this season just feels so special, right. and these these moments mm-hmm. just keep coming up, and it just feels awesome to be part of this 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 team and this this uh, fan base. It's it's pretty uh, pretty special.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's definitely different than any, any other time. And yeah. So, yeah, if you're not on the bandwagon yet, um, well, you're probably not listening to it. <laughs> but thanks to all of you who are listening, and you're probably already on the bandwagon, so enjoy the ride while it's hot. Yeah. Um if you know any uh, people who take sports bets, let me know. I'd love to start putting some money down on the union now. Feeling good. Just don't know how to do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... That's pretty much it from the Sunday night game. So after the break, we're going to go through kind of just a hodgepodge of stuff. Yeah. Um, Typical
1: randomness in the second half of the show. And then we'll go to the, the Chicago preview. So come back
0: after this. Hey, guys, it's DB Brothers here, AJ and Luke hanging out. Just finished up talking about the Houston night, but mostly about the crowd and how awesome you guys were. Um, so now we're going to talk about a bunch of random crap. So the first thing Luke wants to talk about is... Daniel Serge is coming to the fun- Philadelphia Union. Breaking news. It's happening.
1: Uh, probably not, though. Nah, it's not really going to happen. But, but we we're, were mentioned in an article that he... Of his possible destinations. So that's fun. Yeah, that's cool. It's always cool to see us uh, mentioned with yeah European that, stars. That, that, like, Balotelli, like, five minutes that we were linked uh, to
0: him, that, that was, was, like, the good. most fun... Yeah, Time. <laughs> I I had buddies texting me like, "Yo, you guys are getting Balotelli," and I'm like in my classroom like, "Yes, we're doing it. It's happening." <laughs> and then like two hours later, it's like, "No, not happening." Yeah. But it's like, of course, of course, yeah. it's not happening. <laughs> i say I I feel like the same with this. Like I I doubt even DC would be able to pull this off. And honestly, for the union, like, do we really I exactly mean, yeah? Granted, yeah, we yeah we'd take a striker sure. like that, of course. But we don't really have a hole there. Um so it's not. really yeah, can he to, play right back? <laughs> I was gonna. Can can he be the six? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not really a position that I think we're really shopping for right now. After getting uh, Vooten, but it's cool to see the Union mentioned in the likes yeah. of, uh, you know, it
1: was like Fenerbahce was in there. A couple other yeah, like
0: yeah. like pretty pretty decent sized European clubs. He's got a decent little resume playing with some second tier English teams. I think. <laughs> yeah, what was that swimming pool Liverpool? <laughs> Liverwurst. <laughs> Swimming pool. Um, <laughs> that
1: was, that's pretty
0: good. Uh, so speaking of the EPL and Pennsylvania, there's a little connection now. Um, that kid, Christian Pulisic, playing for Chelsea. Yeah. Right? It happened. Yeah. It he, happened. he got made his debut. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, it
1: was fun in that... But also, they had a terrible game. Oh, that was pretty. Debuting, yeah. but uh, of
0: course, the <laughs> team with the English, I with the American kid loses <laughs> four nothing. He's gonna take all the blame <laughs> from English media. <laughs> Man, I hate him. Americans suck at <laughs> soccer. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on? it? Um, so, okay, so we were.
1: I don't know, like uh, for me, uh, with like European teams, like I try, I try to find a team to root for. I, I. I just I tried to be I decided I was gonna be to pick a team like two years ago to in the Premier League to like get behind and and root for and follow and everything and that was Liverpool because they're just so fun and it was bef- like when before most of all, like went on a streak and I was like all right this is fun I and lo- I, and honestly you left
0: me out of this we both decided to pick teams okay and- no I, I thought you picked Arsenal before. Or long for we're, oh, okay. we're a fan with him for longer, but I didn't really do it until yeah. I thought we were both just picking okay. teams together. Like yeah, I yeah. thought it was like a cool brotherly thing, but I guess you were just doing it on your own.
1: No, cause so <laughs> Luke likes you Liverpool seen, you lifelong. Seen, <laughs> you seemed more invested in it than I was, so I, I, okay. I felt like you had a, a longer connection. Oh yeah, but yeah. So it's just it's fun to uh, like find a team to root for and get behind because uh, it's fun. To, that's just, it's just fun way to follow leagues and stuff. But um, with like with English European teams, it's like, how can we really find a connection? So it's more just like finding teams we like, finding jerseys we like, finding players we like, and then kind of going off of that. So with uh with Pulisic coming to to Chelsea, I've I've thought about like reconsidering my uh <laughs> my allegiance. British allegiance, <laughs> 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 just because like that like like Liverpool is fun; and they're a great team, and I I like I love Mo Salah and everything, but like yeah i want to root for the team that a pa kid is playing on that
0: sounds so much more fun and so are you asking me if this is allowed i, I don't I, because i'd say yeah i don't care yeah exactly like i, I know I, I know some jabrones in the that might be listening sorry <laughs> um might be like yo you can't change allegiance like that but you can't tell me how to be a fan yeah i don't care how you want to be a fan be a fan of the union and be a fan of i don't know Pittsburgh, I, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, like like whoever you like, like some soccer, support the game, watch it. Get ESPN Plus and watch the I don't know Swedish third tier. Find Jake McGuire's team, watch him. <laughs> um, so, are you allowed to switch from Liverpool to Chelsea because of Christian an actual Pelosi? connection? An actual connection? Yeah, yeah oh, I, sure, I, I go think for so. it. Yeah, yeah. And no,
1: I no one can really stop me.
0: And and no one in Fredericksburg, Virginia, is gonna be <laughs> see you walking down the street with a Chelsea jersey on and be like, yo. Yeah. Last year you were wearing a Salah jersey, yeah, and that one got ruined in the watch anyway. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> yeah, so take that knockoff
1: jerseys. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's really fun that he's he's in Premier League because it's it's uh, it is the biggest league in the world. It's it's and he's on one of the best teams
0: in, the, in this in this league. So it's it's really pretty exciting. Uh, I hope he gets a lot of chances and and if and if I am thinking about like my Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, what am I going to be turning into tuning into? Um, yeah, I watched the Arsenal game yesterday, uh, yeah, Sunday morning, but then I, re- I told my wife like, Hey, Chelsea and man, U are playing one. Those are two big clubs, but really I want to make sure I'm here to watch this because Pulisic's going to play. Um, he didn't start, he got off the bench, but he did get off the bench and I was definitely more excited to watch him play than anything else through the weekend. That was mm-hmm. uh, other than the union. Sorry. Yeah. Just EPL based. So Yeah. I mean, I can support Arsenal and then support Chelsea. I mean, you can't tell me how to be a fan. Right. I'm a soccer soccer fan. Obviously, our one true love is Philadelphia Union. Yeah, and
1: that's a team we actually have a connection with, and that's a team we actually are extremely, extremely invested in. So, like, that's kind of, like, fills that kind of... I don't know, gap or whatever. Yeah. So like we can have fun and like root for whatever team, uh, different teams every year or whatever with
0: other, other leagues and other parts of the world. So in an unrelated note, check out the podcast, Chelsea blues brothers featuring AJ and Luke. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. We don't really have another Chelsea. We don't have another podcast, but that name just popped in my head and that was pretty good. (laughs) Chelsea blues brothers. So if you're looking for a podcast name, um, you can use that one. If you're brothers and you like Chelsea, but anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, let's go back to the team that we uh we are firmly invested in. Yeah, so August has three games left. We've got Chicago, DC, and Atlanta. Let's let's pull a little exercise, as our friends like to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got three games: Chicago away, DC at home, Atlanta at home. We're definitely going. I'm definitely going to get to at least. Okay. I'm hoping to get to at least one of the games. Yeah. DC game, possibly DC and Atlanta game. Um, but how many points do you think we'd come away with right now? We're sitting at nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Segment over <laughs> nine points. If you listen to this podcast, you know, me and Luke strictly predict wins. <laughs> and so,
1: no, but, uh, so let's go, let's try to be a little, little more
0: analytical in this. Okay. So, so we're sitting at 45 points. We got Chicago away. Um, can we win there? Let's go best case, worst case. I think that's, um, you be good cop. I'll be bad cop.
1: Okay. So we can win. Uh, I think, uh, yes. I mean, Chicago, they have a decent team. I feel like they've played decent, pretty decent soccer like throughout the season, but like pretty inconsistently. And I feel like we, they're a team that doesn't, doesn't have like enough quality to know how to beat us. Uh huh. (laughs) Uh huh so bad cop. Uh uh-huh. I think we only win one nothing. <laughs> no dogs. <I'm talking laughs> <just kidding. laughs>
0: I mean it's an away game like things can happen. Yeah. No, I mean I don't think there's any reason even in negative terms that we shouldn't get a point from that. So I'll say we we do get a tie in Chicago. I think that'd be Okay. Maybe they I don't I don't see us losing even as a bad cop. But if we do lo- lose it'd stink but wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world in a way match with two home matches coming up yeah, against the, teams that were kind of... More they're going to be six-point games, yeah. yeah. All right, so if we lose, we'll live as long as the next games are Okay, fair. you'd be good cup for the D.C. game, then. Oh, oh, D.C. They're my least favorite team in the league. Sorry to our D.C. friends who uh, listen, because I know you do. Shouts to Tom, mm-hmm. Eric, Michael, whoever else. Um, I think we're going to crush them. I think at home they're going to come. I think they're still going to be kind of... I, who knows if Acosta is going to be playing at this point. Right. Uh, Rooney claims to be sick, but really he's just. He's just know, checked checking no, out. Checked out until he's, Darby he's County. He's a great competitor. Um, I, I think Kamara is going to be in. Uh, Kamara will be back, so I'll let them, I'll let them score a goal. And I think we'll, we'll only beat them 4 1 this time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it'll be a That's big a game. Big tip. That's also going to be the alumni game. So the union will have all their, like, not all, but. Yeah, so Latou starting then, right? Yeah, Latou starting. Caleb starting. Brian Carroll said he'll get in Okay, just cool, a minute. Cool. So, so DC um, has a lot to handle with that. Yeah, because we're going to actually be starting uh, 21 players, I think. <laughs> um, so half of them are keepers. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, th- I think it's gonna be a pretty easy win. Make it take a PK. <laughs> make it take a PK. They're back. They're here. Uh, so, what what do you think? Worst case scenario. What's a worst uh, case
1: I mean, at home? I think DC would figure out a, a, the right way to bunker us and counter us because they did make some dangerous uh, chances off counters in, in the game that we did beat them in. So, I think they could figure out a a, a plan based off of like what Portland did to us uh, a real real strong bunker and then counter and if Rooney starts and that's the most dangerous thing about that but um it's not gonna be an easy one Mm -hmm. I I think it's it's I mean it's definitely a possible game that we could drop points in
0: and that that would be pretty bad if we drop points
1: to DC yeah exactly they're yeah they're not right behind us but they're they're lurking so it's Mm -hmm. that's a huge game
0: then that brings us to Atlanta Atlanta the team that we keep flipping and flopping first and second place that's really the one of the biggest games of the year. Right. That's going to be, that's Labor Day weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that one, I guess I'll be bad cop. Uh, that's, that's going to be a tough game to win. Yeah. So bad cop, I'll say we only win two, one. No, just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) I, if I, I think, yeah, I think that'd be to be bad cop for a bit. Getting a point would be a success. Right. Like if we split the season, so we tied them in Atlanta one, one, if we got a point, that would be good. If we lost, obviously that'd be bad. Win would be, I think, icing on the cake. Sure, because we're yeah, cause we're still a couple
1: wins ahead of them with the game in hand. But mm-hmm. getting a point out of that wouldn't. It just it, just losing that game is, is is just really not an option because that's, that's a huge swing with with a team that's right on our neck.
0: And um and that that's going to be kind of leading us into our final stretch of September. Yeah. Um, like right after that is LAFC, which. It,
1: it, granted, it's a Western Conference team, but they're also the best team in the league, so that's yeah. that's going to be tough.
0: LAFC, Red Bull, Quakes, Crew, and then we end with a game in October against NYCFC. God. So it's like, these August games are pretty big. Chicago yeah. away. I mean, to me, the biggest games are,
1: are DC, Atlanta, and NYC. Mm-hmm. like just because those are the, the the huge six point games um all at home and yeah, and two of them are coming up right r- real soon, so yeah obviously yeah, they're all at home, so that's that's great, but it is it's it's not gonna be easy,
0: so to end august, we best case we'll have fifty four points worst case fifty two points I'm just gonna <laughs> worst case <laughs> forty five points i mean if you yeah. lose lose on the road dc squeaks out a win and atlanta beats us you could be sitting at 45 and then we're gonna be sitting probably mid uh playoff position fourth fifth around there yeah that would be trouble so these games are very big coming up in august get yourselves out there get out to talent energy yeah sha-la-la-la it up Uh, yeah i still got that song stuck in my head and i I wasn't even at the game (laughs) that's awesome so um yeah another
1: another note just uh with that Atlanta game, they do, they are coming off of the Open Cup final right before that. Oh, so okay. that's, a, that's a bonus for us. We, we know we have getting, we have been getting pretty lucky we with these We always have good mid-weeks. scheduling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so, not that it affected Houston this weekend, but, right. but yeah, we always run into these good teams right after they play something midweek weird. Yeah. This is the year, man. This is the year for the union. Yeah, like scheduling it's scheduling gods just I mean, it's stuff like, for us. yeah, like we have played a lot more
1: games so everyone has games and hands on us, but like, that's also a really tough way to end a year. So it's, there's good and bad to everything. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, capitalize on those, those tired legs of Atlanta and everyone else who plays midweek before us.
0: Yeah. So I got a question for you. We're sitting in first right now. Would you be okay if we finished in second? Um, so I, I I think I would.
1: Um, I think it like, just like depends on how that turns out. Like if we really sputter out, um, and, uh, like, luck like get, get lucky and, and and like get in second but if it's like a, a hard fought game with like or battle with Atlanta and NYC that like they just eke out and capitalize other games in hands like there's not so much we could do about that mm-hmm. um but i think second place will be fine cuz we still would have a a home game playoff against a, a team that's further down in you know obviously in the in the rankings so it still would be a winnable home game and and honestly maybe even a more a more win home game than we were in first, because in first we we're playing against a team that just won and probably is a higher seed. So, like, it, it could get us that first home win maybe a little easier than, uh, or first playoff win a little easier than if we were in first. But it just maybe wouldn't feel as good.
0: Right. So if we finish first place, uh, we'd obviously get the first round by. Then we'd play the winner of the New Yorks. So that's still the 4-5. I think that's what it was last time we looked at this. Right. Um, if we come in second... Then we would end up playing the seventh seed, which would be Montreal. Currently. Yeah, currently. If we were to win that game, then we'd play the winner of D.C. or New England. Again, two teams, so I'd feel okay playing. Exactly, yeah. And that would be at home. So we'd have the home game against the seventh seed, then the home game against the winner of the third sixth seed. So two home games, assuming you win them both, then we'd just have to go on the road for the conference finals if the one seed won there their game so first place second place I'm okay with both because I think just seating wise right now they both kind of end up okay um, so let's go into our first of those August games let's just preview this one a little deeper we're gonna go into the Chicago preview this is a game on the road uh, obviously this team has CJ Sapong and Fabian Herbers the other Fabian a uh, guy named Bastian Schweinstickerler. What's his <laughs> name? Schwein? <laughs> yep, you know it. Um, I think he's played a little bit in Germany. Yeah, uh, played in a little I tournament think he played in with Kai Brazil Wagner. for a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's Kai Wagner's dad. <laughs> Maybe granddad. I don't know. Um, I actually, Schweinsteiger scored the game winner the other the other day against Montreal. Oh, so how about that? Well, you know, the old man still got it. Uh, he's got gray hair for every game he's played. So that's kind of a little fun fact for him. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so Chicago just did a little come from behind uh, game uh, victory against Montreal. They've taken seven points from the last three games. That's two wins and a tie. So right now they're actually in pretty decent form. They're fighting for a playoff spot right now. They're sitting in. uh, Shoot, I just had it. They're just outside the playoff picture. So they're. In tenth place, but only three points away from seventh point, seventh place. Yeah, so that, that lower half of the the playoff race is really, really close. Mm-hmm. Four so. points, four points separate sixth place from tenth place. So all those teams are in it. Chicago's right there. Um, they're out of all those teams. They're the only one with a positive goal differential. Hmm. So thanks to CJ Tapon for that. Yep, and it's a one. So not hugely positive, but positive nonetheless. Yeah. Montreal thing with a negative 11. Yeah. And that's after they beat us 4-0.
1: Like four four zero. Zero.
0: So. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well done, Montreal. You're really doing yeah. something. Um. And so what do you what do you see? We're on the road. Do you see creval getting the start or Montero's starting? Uh,
1: I don't know. I feel like Montero should be ready by then. Mm-hmm. Like, just based off, like, I don't know. I, I just expect it. I think he's get it got into the last two games he seemed like he did fine it's not like didn't seem like he was like still laboring on an ankle or whatever so I think he should be good to go um I think the sooner the better so get him out there um I think the rest of the lineup probably would stay the same I still would go with Vooten um I think I still I love Fafa but I think he's a great bench option he really you knows how to impact the game when he gets onto the field in the second half um like just with the speed running at tired legs i think that's a great option with like him and, and elsino are a great one to punch off the bench um i think in the back i think stick with with the with, stick with colin um stick with the rest of the guys stick with stick with ray but uh i think it, it's it's definitely a winnable game I, i'm not super scared by chicago i just think uh we just need to
0: play our game and and, and we'll be fine yeah i'd agree with montero coming in i think so this week I get starting the same guys I started last week because they played so well last week with the 5-1 victory against DC. So yeah, why would you change anything? But this week we didn't play well. So I think you do need to change something and I think Montero would be the guy to change. Um I yeah, I I think the strikers stay the same, but I could see Fafa, I don't know. Yep. He he no one's going to deny that the guy works so oh, so yeah. hard, so I could see him getting in maybe over Vutin Vooten until Vutin's like quite ready, but I mean, Fafa was making stuff happen, and I felt bad because he was—he made a couple. I think there was like two times where he made runs and could have been in behind the defense, and the Union passing just let them down the other night. Like it was actually—I nah, can't remember. There was one like like the
1: ninety-fourth minute. We had mm-hmm. a break, and and Montero could have slipped him in, but yeah, he that went was for one, a shot. Mm-hmm.
0: There was another one where he was looking for a ball behind the defense, but they were trying to play it square. It ended up bouncing off Fafa. I—I I don't know. It was just like. This guy's working hard. He wants his minutes. And, but he, and he gets in the right position. It, yeah, it was just that, just that bad game we couldn't get to him.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be against him starting.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's get our predictions. How would you do on your prediction last week? I don't know. What was it? I don't know. We deleted it. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think either of won. I Yeah, I think I did. I think I got it okay. right yeah.
1: on. I think I said I think I may have said
0: 2-0 last game. I'm pretty sure I said two one with a okay. Elliot and a Casper goal. No, yeah. I think I said three one of uh, Vooten. You probably said a Vutin brace. Brace. I know braces. I said a brace. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for Chicago, I
1: I'm gonna go with a one zero victory. One zero. What a snoozer. A snoozer. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Fabian course. Fabian gets the goal. Yeah. One zero to the good guys with. Fabian. Yeah. I'm going to go aggressive on this. I'm going to go three, nothing to the union. Um, (laughs) Trying to think who's gonna have the brace this time. (laughs) Uh, I think, I think we have three different goal scorers. I'm going to go Montero, Fabian and Fafa. I think Fafa will get on this. You know, that
1: means it's going to be like a Casper Hattrick.
0: Uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, I'll take it. You know me. I'll take a three, nothing victory. Even if it means my predictions are wrong, I'll admit that I'll be the first one to admit it. No, I won't. So two wins predicted by the the Doopy brothers here. Uh, We covered Houston, all kinds of fun stuff. Props again to the crowd, Sons of Ben, Keystone Ultras. Keystone Ultras, you're really a great addition to the fan base. uh, I'm proud of the whole fan base banded together and making, making last night a real special thing for my part on the TV, your part in the stadium, and for new fans who are at the stadium there. Um, anything else you want to talk about tonight before we send um, it on its way? I think th- I think we're good. I think that was a good, good, good uh, episode. I don't know what else we can touch on. Yeah, that's, that was a pretty good episode. What do you guys think? <laughs> Not all at once. No. <laughs> Sorry the the phone lines are lighting up. Uh, we'll take these off the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's radio talk. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Uh, give a listen. If you want stickers, let me know. I got some to get out soon here. Um, my bad if you're still waiting on them. And have a good week. We'll see you guys after the Chicago game. Yep. See you guys.